Welcome to episode 12 of Train to Win, the podcast produced by the Houston chapter of the Association for Talent Development, inspiring talent development professionals to achieve their full potential. Hey, it's Bruce Abbott. Of course, these last few podcasts, we have been talking about our 2019 Talent Development Conference and Expo coming up September 19th. It's at the Embassy Suites in uh, West Houston. It's got a Katy address if you're uh, from the Houston area. You can find out more information at tdhouston.org. There's also a full list of the workshops and presentations and the speakers. And our keynote speaker is Kara Saletto. She works with organizations to reduce unnecessary employee turnover by bridging generational gaps and making managers more effective in their roles. Workforce Magazine named Kara a game changer, and Recruiter.com named her in their top 10 company culture experts to watch. Kara is the president and chief retention officer of Crescendo Strategies and is also the author of the 2018 book, Staying Power, Why Your Employees Leave, and how to keep them longer. And we are so lucky to have her on our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us, Kara. I am so glad to be here. So Kara's keynote is on talent development's impact on talent retention. And she's got a great video actually on the tdhouston.org website that kind of touches a little bit on this. But today we're going to go a little bit deeper in that. Tell us a little bit more about this conundrum that employers are facing. Sure. So I've been a talent development professional myself for several years, and now I work with companies to reduce employee turnover. And one of the things that I have noticed is this disconnect between what the executives think is happening and where their focus is on the bottom line and all the costs of overtime and extra training and extra recruiting and those types of things versus where the talent development folks stand, um, knowing that, hey, we need money for more management training. We need to be revamping our onboarding to make it more effective, more inclusive, and lots of things in between. You know, we see a lot of the baby boomers, for example, who are retiring, and we're watching that knowledge just walk out the door. (laughs) So the talent development professionals say, wait, we need to capture that knowledge, but I don't have the time and the resources and the tools that I need to really do all of these things effectively um, for the organization. And so now's the time, since these executives are finally taking notice of all the money that extra turnover and excessive turnover is costing us, now they're starting to listen to the talent development folks uh, and HR professionals as well and saying, okay, okay. What do we need to do to fix this, guys? Let's work together here. (laughs) And I like this phrase you use in your abstract. You guys sit in a unique sweet spot for impacting the organization and its bottom line. Yes. Now, this really comes down to culture in the organization, doesn't it? Totally. And the culture is so much bigger than what any one person or even one department can impact alone. And so that's where we've got to get the senior executives, HR and talent development, the middle management, frontline supervisors. We really have to make sure that everyone's on the same page, that they understand who today's new workforce really is. Um, So, of course, a lot of my work does have a generational slant to it of understanding the millennial and Gen Z workforce, which is our younger group that most organizations are trying to attract and retain but then also dealing with this impending wave of boomers that are that are retiring and are going to continue to retire over the next 10 years. So how do we 
really take a holistic look at the organization and the workforce to make sure that the company is prepared for this shorter term workforce. Not short term, but what we're seeing is the people who've been at companies for 10, 20, 30 plus years, as they leave the industry or the organization, they are not being replaced by people who uh, are going to stay 10, 20, 30 years. And so that means that if the company wants to be sustainable long term, if they want to be profitable and productive, they are going to have to invest in more career development, better onboarding and training, more management effectiveness, giving training and development and coaching opportunities to new supervisors, new managers, new directors and above, those types of things. So yes, the talent development group sits in that sweet spot. Um, And yes, it is a lot of it about culture, but it's got to be from top to bottom, every level's working on it and going in the same direction. And employers, you know, there's always the joke that, uh, you know, employers can no longer do it the way it's always been done. And a lot of employers don't really believe that they're doing it the way that it's always been done, but are they really understanding the way that it should be done? Yeah, that's a great question. So a lot of what I see is companies are willing to make adjustments. They are willing to change to some extent and they know they need to evolve, but too many companies are trying to do it with a tweaking method of, well, that was the old policy, let's just tweak that policy and make it a little more inclusive, or let's just tweak it and make it a little more millennial friendly or things like that. When in reality, brand new companies that are starting up, they are creating completely different handbooks, completely different policies because they don't have the way it's always been done hanging over their heads. And even just yesterday, I did a program for some roofing companies. And one of the gentlemen said, yeah, but these new hires don't understand that every policy we have is because somebody messed up years ago, (laughs) you know, and that somebody did something that we didn't want them to do. And so we had to write a policy about it. And now we've got to put that on everybody. Where, of course, newer companies or more flexible companies are saying just because one person did something that we didn't want them to do doesn't mean that we need to just thicken up our handbook and write down every possible thing that could go wrong or somebody that could go awry there. So instead of thinking of it as just tweaking and and adjusting over time, I encourage companies to really look at it from a clean slate. If we were going to start over, not that you have to, because I'm sure a lot of the policies or procedures and things are fine, but if you were going to start over, what would you do differently in order to attract and retain people that that you want them to come back tomorrow? You want them to come back after their break and you want to make it a more employee-friendly environment. Such excellent information, and we will find out more about this when we see Kara speak as our keynote speaker at our 2019 Talent Development Conference and Expo here in Houston. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kara. Thank you. You know, we've had a lot of fun doing these podcasts, and we hope that you've enjoyed listening to the Train to Win podcasts. And uh, go subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, RSS feed, that way You always get the latest content, and if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. If you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Also, share it on social media. 
Train to Win is a production of ATD Houston. My name is Bruce Abbott, and I thank you so much for joining us, and uh, come by next time for another episode of Train to Win. <laughs>